0: News.
1: Welcome to the Sleep Summit Show, where we uncover bold ideas with innovators, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders making waves in the sleep industry. With your host, Mark Kinsley.
0: He's the new president and chief operating officer of Ergo Motion, the largest adjustable base manufacturer in the world. It's truly a story about living the American dream, and it started when this little Brazilian boy learned to speak English in Mexico. My friend Guy Perez is here, and the Sleep Summit show begins right now. If I won't have it in my house, I won't deliver it to yours. I truly live by that. The Englander collection fits in perfect with that. It's one of the best products mattress-wise that I have sold. My $2,000 Englander is somebody's five grand bed in another retail store. To any retailer out there, you should really look at Englander and get them on the floor today. Learn more and get started today at englander.com. Guy Perez, I feel so happy and so proud of you as a friend. Congratulations on your new role as the president and chief operating officer of Ergo Motion. such an incredible company. Talk to us about who you are in this new role for the people who haven't met you.
1: Well, thank you for having me here today, Mark. It's a, it's a pleasure, and thank you for the kind words. Well, um, I'm Guy Perez, for those who don't know me. I have been uh, with Ergo Motion for 15 years. And as you said, uh, my story is the, the classic story of uh, you know, an immigrant that made it into the United States. Um, the, the American dream is live and well. <laughs> so yeah i i joined i joined ergo 15 years ago um when it was still a startup i was employee number uh, six or seven and um and the company was you know small we were b- barely making payroll but i i wanted to come to come live in the united states and that was a good opportunity for me to move to to of all places santa barbara california and um and i had a, a beautiful trajectory along along the way with Ergo Motion. Um, Worked my way through sales, international sales, U.S. sales. Recently, I was put in, in charge of the wellness division, which is a consumer brand-specific division that we created two brands. One of them is Ergo Sportive, and the other one is Donhouse. Um, and then just recently, I was, I was invited to be the, the acting president COO of the company. So that, that's been my, my professional journey with, with Ergo Motion.
0: And it's been a remarkable journey i remember the first time i met you it was at a conference and we were walking down this pathway together and i didn't really know if you were in the mattress industry or if there was another conference going on and we ended up crossing paths i think and seeing similar badges and we've just stayed in touch since then and have become friends and and it's been remarkable mar- remarkable to watch your journey and your professional development in this industry and now you know, taking the reins at uh, Ergo Motion—what a what a big story! Okay, we're going to get into a deep dive about the adjustable base industry, Ergo Motion, its global footprint, your plans for the future, where you're thinking about taking things. But first, here on the Sleep Summit Show, we got a couple of things we got to get, get in order. Number one is we are going to find out in this episode where is the strangest place Guy Perez has ever slept. Okay. So that's coming up. And also we always start with a quiz question. So I thought today we would start with a quiz question on our sleep summit quiz about adjustable bases. So for all of you mattress and sleep industry nerds out there, this is going to be a good one because we're talking about attachment rates. So what is the estimated attachment rate right now in the US market for adjustable bases? And Guy, for people who don't know, tell them what an attachment rate is.
1: Well, attachment rate is basically how many mattresses are being sold with an adjustable bed as a percentage.
0: As a percentage. And so we talk about attachment rates in relation to adjustable bases. So if a mattress is sold, what percentage of the time is an adjustable base being sold? And sometimes we talk about attachment rate for accessories and other products. So we'll answer that coming up and we've got a little more detail around it because not only are we going to tell you what, what is the attachment rate estimated to be right now in the U S market. We're going to talk about what was the highest attachment rate Guy has ever seen in any country by any company in any year. I, I don't even know this answer yet, so I'm excited to hear more about it. But, but Guy, let's, let's go back to what we said in the very, very beginning of the show. and Let's talk about your journey and your story because you grew up in Brazil and you became a, a student, an exchange student in North Carolina. And you speak incredibly like p- perfect English. I can barely pick up an accent, but you, this Brazilian kid who speaks Portuguese, learned to speak English in Mexico. There's got to be a story there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I was born in Brazil. I'm Brazilian by by uh, my birth. Uh, my family's still all in Brazil. Uh, just my wife and kids that are here with me now in, in the United States in, in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, so when I was uh, five years old, my dad's uh, my dad's job transferred him to Mexico City, and this was back in the '80s. I was born in, in the early '80s, and it was before internet. And you know, it was a very exotic place for a Brazilian to move to it was Mexico, even though it doesn't sound like that too much today. But it was extremely exotic. Might as well have moved to you know to China or, or Malaysia or something. And uh, and getting there my parents put my sister and I in an international school, which was mainly in English, but also in Spanish. And that's where I learned English. Um, And then during recess playing with my peer Mexican uh, classmates, I learned Spanish, but in class, everything was in English. So I don't know if there's many people out there that can say that they learned how to speak English in Mexico. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool.
0: What was your dad's job that took him to Mexico?
1: My dad, um, my dad actually was always in, in sales and uh, as a sales manager role, sales director roles, and he was work- working for an American company at the time um, called Dun & Bradstreet. They're, they're still around today. And Dun & Bradstreet transferred him to, to Mexico City to oversee actually the, the Mexican operation there. And we got to live there for three years and it was it was an incredible time. I lived there from five to almost nine years old. And, uh, and to this day, I'm very fond of Mexico. I go there as often as I can, and I speak the language, and I have a, a great fondness for, for Mexico.
0: Okay, so how many languages do you speak? You speak English, you speak Portuguese, you speak Spanish. Is is yes. there more?
1: Those are the three I speak. And I I, I studied uh, French and Japanese in high school, and I can get by a little bit when I visit Japan. I know how to order food in Japan and, and in France. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm, that's on my list coming up. I'm going to Paris in May, uh, and I'm going to be working as much as I can to get beyond "Bonjour," "Au revoir," and Sava? Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: <Ça va. laughs> uh you know, and then put you know put wine and beer on the list, and I should be good to go, right?
1: That's it. There you go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, Gee, I, I got to ask you. Your mom's name is Regina. And she still lives in Brazil. Is she in Sao Paulo?
1: Yeah, Sao Paulo. That's where I, I'm from originally. Yep.
0: What are the conversations like between you and your mom when you call home, especially since she's seen your journey and now you've taken over this incredible role at Ergo Motion? What are those conversations like between you and, you and your mom if we were a fly on the wall?
1: Mm-hmm. So my mom is someone I, I really admire. She's a trooper. She has a, a really interesting story too. Um, my my dad passed away, so she's a, she's a widow, um, and she's one of my mentors. I, I still call her. Uh, obviously, I have to call my mom to be a good son, right? But I still call her to pick her brain on things, on life, uh, things that are going on at the company. I'll, I'll share with her, and she gives me her 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 advice. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're we're close. And uh, I, think to, I guess to answer your question is she, she's she's uh, she's one of my mentors for sure.
0: Give me something specific there to chew on. So you call mom and ask her advice. About business, about raising kids. Uh, you know, what, what kind of things does she tell you? What are some of those nuggets of wisdom that you hang on to that she's given you?
1: You know, uh, kids for sure, because <laughs> she has experience in that. Um, and she's an educator and a psychologist, so there's that that dynamic as well. Um, but when it comes to work, it's usually about handling people and how to how to uh, deal with with people and issues that that that. That you may have with uh, staff and um, so yeah, that's the kind of stuff I talked to her about
0: if you're uh if you're new to this industry, you know, Gee's been around fifteen years with ergo Motion, and Guy, the last role you had was with you know getting this division started with Don House Living and talk to us about that a little bit because you and I have had plenty of conversations behind the scenes about. What's happening in the world here in the United States, especially with 10,000 people a day turning 65 years old? Uh, you know, we're talking about moms here. You know, people are putting their their moms um, in places where they can age successfully and age gracefully, and uh, that's a common thing that's happening. Uh, what What's your view on where the world is heading, at least here in the U.S. market, since having been in that role I- with Don House Living and getting that division started for Ergo Motion? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, so Jack, Jack Tang, the owner of the company, our, our proprietor is a, a gentleman called Jack Tang. He he owns a, a large Chinese uh, company called Kison, which Ergomotion is a part of. We're actually a big part of Kison. Uh, a lot of people in the industry know knows Jack because he was um, involved with Legative Plat for many years. Uh, so Jack had a vision of helping elderly people. And so... Kisan developed a, a sensor that is uh, like a, like a health of vitals, a uh, vital sensor that senses your vitals, your heart rate, your breathing rate. And he came to me uh, three years ago and said, "Gee, we need to deploy this in the US market. We're already doing it in, in, in the Asian market. Um, here, here's a sensor. Go, go do something with it. And, and from that from that, Donhouse was born. So I, I, um, I started focusing. I was, I was the US um, VP of sales at the time for Ergomotion. But um, I completely changed my role to run this this new project, this new division. We called it the Wellness Division. And, um, and uh, we created Dawn House from it. It's, uh, we came up with the brand. We came up with the product. I hired a team of people uh, that some of them hailed from the senior living industry because it was a product that was going to be catered specifically to seniors and their changing needs. Um, so so Dawn House was born. It's, it's a beautiful product. If you want to check it out, DonHouseLiving.com. It's a consumer direct product as well, but we do carry it with some uh, with some uh, mattress uh, retailer partners that we have, and and it's still I, it's still in its initial phase and and kind of a startup phase. It's a two year old project, but that's that's picking up momentum, and um, it's beautiful to see it being deployed and being used by the 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 target population we had it meant for, which is you know senior citizens going through through needs changing needs. And getting feedback that you know they love the bed. The bed has high, low. It has a support rail you can hold on to when you get in and out of bed. The the smart system, which is the most important part of the of the bed, in my opinion, is um, helps to give not only the user but the the adult child or the care provider some uh, a peace of mind because you can get a daily report of how they're doing health wise and and sleep wise. And from there, we're going to grow what, what it does. But that's that's where we are with it today.
0: I read that one in five people in the United States count themselves as a caregiver. It's 20% of people. And so it's a, a significant number of people that uh, are helping others, helping loved ones. And then, of course, you know, according to AARP, 90% of people want to age in place. They want to stay home. They want to sleep safely at home. So I think this category for the furniture and mattress industry, especially on the retail side, is is wildly underserved, especially whenever you go out and you look at what does it take to get something that would mirror the properties of a hospital bed or even get a hospital bed into someone's home so that they have the right equipment for those changing needs. Because I think when you are a senior, that's kind of one of the key points is your needs may be the same uh, you know, up until they're not, and then you may need specialized equipment in the home, and then you may go back to where it was before. So I'm sure you saw this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's interesting. Because, well, yeah, people want to age in place. That that is a huge trend, and and I don't blame them. Like I, I'm assuming I would will want to do the same once I get there. Uh, but it's interesting how adjustable beds. When I started with ErgoMotion back in 2007, um, adjustable beds were still seen as like, a, you know, for lack of a better term, it's what they call is it. like like a grandma bed. It's, it's a bed you buy for for grandma. It's a long. It's a it's a it's a twin long, right? Sitting in the corner of the store, and we worked so hard. Our, our former COO Johnny Griggs, who's been a, a wonderful person and an influence in my professional career, he he came into Ergomotion to help us. At the time, it was basically Ergomotion, Reverie, and and Plat that had big chunk of the market, most of the market. So the three of us really together, we we changed the market into this is not just a, a product for the the aging population—it's a product for everyone, right? So, and we did such a good job at that that it became a mainstream product. But and it's interesting. So how how now going back, you know, forward fifteen years, we're now having to go back and say, hey, this is a product also for those who are aging and have the changing needs with age.
0: Gosh, that that shift is real and it's seismic. You know, going from people just thinking about this in a singular dimension of. Hospital style needs to, like you said, leg it Reverie, Ergo Motion, leading the charge within in the industry to make it a product that was about lifestyle and, and about quality of life. And uh, I think we're going to see that in the numbers that that you're going to report because we we do have the sleep summit quiz question where it's going to be what is the attachment rate. So we'll we'll see if anybody's surprised by that. And, and beyond the senior, aging in place demographic and that use case. You've also got the Ergo Sportive division, which is on your shirt right there. Talk to us about that because I know that you you are actually going to show some of your products in Cologne, Germany at the uh, FIBO Global Fitness Exhibition. So this is a fitness product as well.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, Ergo Sportive was born in in Europe. We have a, a European division of Ergo Motion which I may or may not have had something to do with the implementation of that, of that division uh, back when I managed uh, international sales for the company. And they actually partnered with Garmin. Garmin is a company from, I believe, Kansas City, but they have a huge R&D center in Germany. So the, so the uh, Ergo EU folks got in touch with them, and they co-developed a, 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 a system that is the smart system, very similar to what we have at Don House, the same sensors, the same technology, but it connects to your Garmin. I'm actually wearing a Garmin device now. So the Garmin device tracks your your activity during the day, how many steps you took, how stressed you are, your body battery, which is kind of like a a calculation they do of how much energy you have left. And that, that information is communicated with the bed at night so that the bed can help what I call behavioral nudge you into better sleep and recovery. So if let's say you ran, you know, a 10K or, or you worked out really hard that day, the bed will know because the watch is talking to the bed. So it'll, it'll prompt you to maybe go to sleep a little bit earlier or go through a relaxation cycle before you go to sleep uh, or maybe stay in bed a little bit later that day, depending on how, how much uh, physical activity you've done. And, and that's just the, the beginning of it. Um, obviously, we offer a, a very comfortable mattress and pillow that that's also catered to active people. Um, so, yeah, that's an exciting project as well. I, I, I'm a relatively active, active person, so I personally also have a big passion for that for that project.
0: That's incredible to think about daytime tracking, exertion or lack thereof, and then your bed responding to the information and the data and the signals that it's been given. From that daytime activity, that's really thoughtful. Uh, how long did it take Ergo Motion to come up with a market-ready product on that, or was there a, a like a minimum viable product that launched first and better?
1: That's a great question. Um, the sensors have been—we've been working on the sensors for almost ten years. So, where the sensor is today, it took us ten years to get. Um, the algorithms and the the software behind it probably similar ten years. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a long time in, in, in making, but but the actual the physical product for Dawnhouse and for ErgoSportive it, it was developed in the last uh, couple of years.
0: It just shows you how long it takes to actually get this technology and the algorithms harnessed into real world application. When you look at that ten year lifespan, I mean, gosh, that's two thirds of what you've been at Ergo Motion. So you've been there 15 years, it's a 10 year project, you know, ultimately all in, you know, maybe it was inside the the walls of Ergo or not, but here we are today with Ergo Sportive working in concert with Garmin. And when you look at the future of where Ergo is going and the technology needs and real world application that's gonna be useful to people, to sleepers that are trying to get a better night's rest or trying to recover, What are some of the things you're working on right now that you have your eye on that uh, could have an impact or could end up in ergo motion style products
1: Mm. yeah that's a good question uh i like so i like to see ergo motion innovation and and uh, this is what i want to make sure we continue to offer the market i like to see ergo motion as as an industry leader as a pioneer in adjustable uh, bed uh, innovations um so there, there, there's two components to it that we focus on, right? There's like more on the mechanical side, and then on the technology side. The technology side being most of what I've just been explaining, the the sensors and the and the heart rate tracking and the sleep score and, and the behavioral nudging. That's newer, obviously. We've been um, and Ergosportive and, and Donhouse have been the spear, the tip of the spear for that um, to open that market. So that's newer, um, and we're going to continue to grow that. That's going to continue to be an important part of what we do. Um, on the mecha- on the mechanical side, uh, Ergomotion has always been very innovative in in coming up with new concepts mechanically. I'll, like I'll give you two examples. We were the first, at least in North America. I don't remember seeing it anywhere outside. And I've been doing the international shows for many years. I don't remember seeing it outside the United States. Definitely not in the United States. We were the first to come up with the what we what we called at the time the KD bed, uh, the knockdown bed. And the the interesting story is we started selling in Japan back in 2010, I think it was. And uh, the bigger size beds, like they're equivalent to a queen size, um, they couldn't, sometimes they wouldn't fit in the elevators because if you've ever been to Japan, the elevators are are tiny usually in Japan. So they couldn't fit the bed in the elevator. And they called us and they asked us, can you have a bed that comes in two boxes? And that was like, that was a crazy idea. I said, two boxes, how are we ever going to do that? But our designer at the time figured it out. We did it. And uh, that's how the KD was born. And then the rest is history. Now so many beds are KD, foldable, you know, coming two boxes. So that doesn't necessarily affect your sleep as much as it affects the ease of delivery, which will affect your sleep because now many people can have an adjustable bed and enjoy the the, the benefits of an adjustable bed because now you can actually get it delivered to your small apartment. We go through that in, you know, places like New England, New York, that, um, you know, hallways are are, are straight, are, are, you know, are not wide enough and elevators are small. So that's one example. The other one is uh, we start off with bulky adjustable beds. We were started, we started getting um, requests to make the beds thinner. So we got all the way down to about three inches. We have three inch adjustable beds that we pioneered on. Now there's a lot of them out there as well. But uh, so we, we like to be, we like to have to be the um, industry leading, you know, uh, resource of adjustable beds when it comes to the mechanical side and the, and the uh, technology side as well.
0: The technology side is very fascinating for people to follow the mattress industry, because it really seems to be about the only vehicle for getting technology into the bedroom besides wearables and phones and additions that go outside of the core sleep system. But when you think about you know, the bed frame, the box spring, the mattress, uh, that's being consolidated and the technology is being inserted into the bedroom through the adjustable base. And that seems to be the trend. What do you think it is about the adjustable base versus putting some of the, those items in that technology in a mattress? Uh, what do you think that's taken hold and been more sticky?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And, and I want to preface this by saying that there's nothing wrong with putting technology on the mattress, but, but as, as adjustable bed, as an, our core business is adjustable beds. We don't really do mattresses. We serve the mattress industry, so we had to figure out how to do it on the adjustable, which turned out to be a great platform for it because then the consumer gets to choose whatever mattress they want, right? Um, if they want a thin, a thick mattress, a firm, soft, whatever, they get to choose, and the technology is on the base the beautiful thing about let's talk specifically about the technology we have the beautiful thing about what the what we have with the sensors is that um it first of all you don't have to wear anything so a lot of people don't like wearing a device uh, to bed a lot of people don't want devices in their bedroom at night like i personally don't sleep with a with a phone in my in my bedroom i keep it in another, literally in another bed, another room uh, actually this one right here the, my my home office i leave my phone here and in my my bedroom is my you know, my sanctuary uh, for for rest. So you walk into your your bedroom, you lay down in bed. The sensors are on, on the adjustable base. They start working immediately. You don't have to turn on anything. Remember to turn on anything. So that's what makes it convenient and a, and a great platform to have the technology in. Uh, the 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 product like uh, the Dona House bed has underbed lights that are automatic when you step off of the 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 mattress at night to go to the bathroom or whatever you need to do at night um it it turns on automatically that's so that's that's a great platform to have your your technology in um and then and then you have some some countries like germany they're very um sensitive with electronic equipment in, in in the in the bedroom so again if you if you minimize it and put it under the base it's a it's a great vehicle for it
0: the technology aspect, the mechanical aspect. I know Ergo Motion, being the the largest player, is innovating in those spaces. And I, I'm always looking forward to your shows in Las Vegas because it truly is a new experience. It seems like every time with some sort of new rollout or new uh, technology that creates excitement around sleep. And to me, I think Ergo Motion does a very good job of not just adding technology for the sake of ad- adding technology, but doing it in a way that, that makes it passively accessible. So if somebody's not thinking about it, somebody's not having to plug anything in or wear anything, which I think is probably one of the best ways to gather the data that can be meaningful to the sleeper. Uh, but also it's technology that can be truly helpful, whether it's the Dawn house bed that can tell uh, if your loved one, mom and dad, whoever it might be, is getting out of bed too much or might've gotten out of bed, uh, is sleeping well, is sleeping poorly. That's, that's important information all the way through to what you described with Garmin, you know, with being able to look at your Garmin data and provide your bed with those inputs so that it can perform the way you need it to for rest and recovery. I just think there's a lot of technology for the sake of technology in, in, in some industries. And I think Ergo does a great job with that. But Let, let's keep going with the future and the vision for Ergo. You as the new president and COO, Guy, what's your vision for Ergo? Where are you going to take things? What kind of an impact do you want to have?
1: Mm. Uh, well, of course, we want to continue to lead uh, the adjustable bed industry uh, with technologies, both on the, on the mechanical and the smart side, for sure. Um, but one of the things I want to make sure we do, too, is is work with like-minded industry professionals like, like, like you, Mark, that will, will take our category, our, our mattress, adjustable bed, even top of the bed category to the next level. Um, I think we have brilliant minds in our industry. we have brilliant companies uh, working out there and if we all work together um, to elevate our category right and not to have the race to the bottom and there's always a, there's always a place for the for the lower priced you know high velocity products but we have to focus on increasing the value as well. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I really want to focus on going forward um, over the next five years. Um because you know it's it's it 's the there 's a great side for that the adjustable bed attachment rate went up so much which we 'll get to towards the end right it went it went up quite a bit, but obviously with that came a lot of competition came a lot of high velocity low priced uh products, which is natural, but we can 't focus just on that product category we have to bring the the higher value to the customer
0: as well that 's hundred percent true, and I think a lot of the excitement like i said before is being driven by the adjustable base category. And I think, uh, that's a a great way to, to bring people back into the conversation and build value in the entire sleep system and not just in one part or piece of it. Hey, take me into some of your favorite stories about Johnny Grigg, Johnny in the industry for a long time, a mentor of yours. You smiled when I said his name.
1: (laughs) Yeah, of course, Johnny means a lot to me. Uh, Johnny and I, uh, started working together in 2008. I, I started with the company and he came on about six months, maybe a little bit less than six months after I started. Well, so a, a story I, I always tell is Alon and Kelly, who were the original owners of Urban Motion, they were father and son, great, great people. They um, they uh, flew they flew in Johnny and his uh, his partner in crime <laughs> in, in the industry, Paul Smith. They flew them into Santa Barbara to interview them. And I was a part of that interview. And at the time, ErgoMotion in 2008, our revenues were, I don't know, like $3 million, $4 million. We were very little. And, and Johnny, during the interview, said, I don't see why we couldn't take this company to $100 million. And <laughs> I said, $100 man, that's okay. All right. That's crazy, but sure. <laughs> and, and you know what? We did. It, it, took, it didn't take us that long after Johnny and Paul joined us. And and what it was is Johnny Johnny told us that we had to focus on what what he always called the OEMs, which is the mattress manufacturers. So we partnered with Certa at the time, then Simmons when they used to be separate, and then eventually Temper Sealy and a few other ones that that really have become our, our our core business. So so anyway, so Johnny Johnny was the the one that came up with that <clears throat> with that uh, idea that a strategy for us, which has been our strategy long running strategy. But uh, another cool thing, another interesting fact about Johnny is that he likes to refer to adjustable beds as uh, adjustable beds as bendy beds. So uh, I'm not going to steal that from him. I'm going to leave that as his term, but uh, I always will remember him talking about the bendy beds,
0: the bendy beds. You know, I have a a friend and a customer of Englanders that they sell a lot of adjustable bases, uh, bendy beds, and they refer to it as a category within their store and they call it the game changer. And so they don't even talk about adjustable bases. They don't make distinctions between the models because you know consumer confusion can be a real problem. Somebody is you know, nearing the end of the mattress purchase and then they're trying to take them into all the different features and benefits of an adjustable base, which are great and I love them. But they just said, hey, you have the mattress. Do you want a game changer? Oh, that's the thing that I felt, right? Yeah, uh, my friend says, it's always great when you have like an 80 year old woman walk up to you and say, I want the game changer. <laughs> Yes, it is a game <laughs> It yeah. is a game changer.
1: Working with adjustables, it's fun because I, I honestly I've never had anyone say that once a customer walks in the store, and I've seen it many times, lays down on the flat mattress, and then you surprise them by adjusting them, the adjusting the head up, the foot up. It's they never dislike it. It's always a pleasant surprise. So it's it's a it's an easy product to sell in that sense, um, and. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's a good, it's a good, it's a game changing product for sure.
0: The game changer. I always show people, you know, I'll stand up similar to how an astronaut looks in zero gravity space. And I'll say when you remove tension from a body and that only happens whenever you remove gravity, what is the natural position that your hands and your knees and your legs go into? And when you demonstrate that people are like, oh yeah, I've seen somebody in space. I know how that looks. And then they can translate that to how it feels whenever you are able to put your body in the proper position using an adjustable base and keep it there.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's it. You you would be a great adjustable bed salesman for us Mark. <laughs> you <could be laughs> <all that. laughs>
0: well, you know, um, you know, <laughs> selling bendy beds with Johnny Grigg, it sounds like a, it's been a lot of fun. And I know you and your team are gonna have a blast, you know, continuing to pioneer in this industry and make an impact. And I'm like I said, I'm uh, proud of you. Uh, I'm I'm so excited for ErgoMotion, your shareholders, your employees, your customers and the future that's out there. And, and I got to give a big shout out to Johnny Grigg for all that he's done in this industry and for his years of service and dedication and passion. Uh, and I bet you really, gee, if you get down to it, you've got some really funny stories as well. Are you just keeping them to, to <laughs> yourself? <laughs> Come on, you got to tell on Johnny a little bit.
1: I don't want to get anyone in trouble. I was trying to be—I uh, was trying to be a, a good a good boy by just using the bendy bed story, but yeah, we we do have some funny stories. You know, this—we did some fun things together, Johnny and I. This one time, um, back back in the in Ergomotion during during the original owners when. when you know okay so here's here's some here's some facts about Ergo Motion. when we were owned by the former owners, Ergo Motion was more of like a madman kind of days, you know, like we used to party a lot and there was a lot of a lot of uh, things that probably um wouldn't happen today <laughs> anymore uh, uh, but anyway, so those were fun days and Johnny and I did travel a lot together and we went to Japan once and uh and uh, we had a lot of fun in Japan. We went there to visit a customer. And uh, I just have fun memories of that trip of Johnny and I imagine like like a, a full on Texan in Tokyo with me. So you you, you can imagine how funny that was. <laughs> so, so that was that was a good time. Yeah,
0: hey, that might be the name. You, since you're going to retire, Johnny, uh, maybe the name of your book can be Texan in Tokyo.
1: Texan <laughs> in Tokyo. Yeah, that would sell for sure. <laughs>
0: Well, it sounds like you guys had a lot of fun and i I know you're gonna have uh, a lot on your plate as you as you think about the future of ergo motion and get there and we're excited for you, Gee and we'll have you back on the Sleep Summit show at some point to talk about the product innovations, new product launches uh, as you head into Vegas markets. Uh, I always like to touch base with Ergo and you know get as many people to come to your showroom as possible to see some of the fun new products that really do inspire the consumers who are looking for better sleep and uh but, hey, now's the time though now's the time for the question that everybody's been waiting for. Where is the strangest place that Guy Perez has ever slept?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the place I like to sleep the least in is in a is in a tent camping because my kids are at an age they like to camp, so but that's not the question uh the The strangest place I've ever slept it actually happened just recently about two or three weeks ago. I went on a field trip with my daughter. She's 10 years old. She's in, a, she's in fifth grade. And I was chaperoning one of her field trips. And we slept at the port of a, port of a Long Beach here in California. Uh, they have a, a, a battleship called the um, USS Iowa. And we spent the night in the battleship. And it was incredible. It was amazing. It was like a 1940 uh, World War II era battleship. And uh, the bunk beds, you know, the the bunk beds you see in movies and things like that, that that they slept in, you know, three high. And you only had about maybe 30 inches clearance between you and the the top bunk. Uh, So it was a little bit claustrophobic, but it was uh, definitely, definitely the strangest place I've ever slept in.
0: (laughs) Was that just you and your daughter in your own bunk or was there a bunkhouse full of people?
1: Well, it was, it was uh, boys and girls were separate. Uh, but yeah, it, it was her, her entire class. It was me and a few other dads that were chaperoning with the boys, and then uh, her and some moms with the, with the girls. Yeah.
0: I took a group of kids. So my wife was a teacher of a private homeschool pod whenever COVID had shut so many schools down. And so uh, once things started to open up, we'd, we'd, they did another year of school, and I took uh, the chaperoning duties for three boys to space camp and so as their camp counselor you know we slept in these very tight quarters that are kind of supposed to represent what it would be like to be in a space station and uh i just remember (laughs) you know i'm an adult you know i'm a man and these facilities are not necessarily built for people my size i don't think and at one time i i went into the bathroom and i turned around and it was so (laughs) like everything was so tight i had my glasses on And boom, just right into the toilet. And I could barely like maneuver to get my, but I go back and I tell the little boys what had happened and they just lost their minds. It was the funniest thing that ever heard because Mr. Mark dropped his glasses in the toilet. But I'm sure the accommodations were similar on the battleship.
1: It was very, very tight, very tight. And it makes you appreciate what these guys go through and, you know, in, in open waters and these tight, quarters and everything is tied in the boat they have like 2700 people living at that boat at some point it's crazy so yeah thank you thank you to the to the armed forces for everything you guys do for us
0: <laughs> absolutely man isn't it it does make you realize how difficult that is and we talk about sleep and we talk about you know trying to get a good night's sleep man um mm-hmm. might be tough when you feel claustrophobic Hey, uh, l- let's let's get facts and stats here. Okay, our Sleep Summit quiz question of the day is, what is the estimated attachment rate right now in the U.S. market? And Gee, you have the answer.
1: Yes, so to our best ability of estimating it, uh, it's right around 15%. So about 15% of mattresses sold in America today are sold with an adjustable bed. When I started back in the days when, when Johnny was telling us we could do 100 million sales, it was well below 1%. So we've come a long way.
0: From 1% one to one5 1.5%, 15% is the estimated attachment rate in the US. Now, th- the second part of that question, which I think is a really fun piece, is what was the highest, not that it's not fun, by the way, to you know, 15x the attachment rate in the marketplace. That's really fun as well. But what was the highest attachment rate, Guy, that you've ever seen in any country, any company, any year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, a, a, uh, I know. I know an honorable mention is Doc V uh, with uh, with Miss Kelly's. They have a huge attachment rate. I don't know, if like I don't know, eighty percent, seventy percent. They do a really good job with their attachment rates. Uh, thank you, Doc V, <laughs> as always. But the craziest one I've ever heard of. You know, as I said, attachment rate is a percentage, right? So you think of from zero to hundred percent. I actually have a customer that at a point, they were at 110% attachment rate. And you go, how does that even work? Well, they were selling every single mattress they had with an adjustable, and they were selling adjustables by themselves. So it's a, so we counted that as a, as 110%. So they were selling more adjustables than, than mattresses, and that was a customer in New Zealand of all places. Yeah.
0: In New Zealand. What were they doing? to position the product in such a way that everybody was buying an adjustable base with the mattress?
1: Uh, they were doing just a really good job at advertising it. And um, I think they found a, a good a good niche with the mattress that they carried. It's a, It was a, it's a very high quality mattress. And the customers walking into their stores, I think, were very high, highly qualified.
0: So the saying, you know, give it 110%, that actually is a real thing. You can give it 110%.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And um, uh, also in Denmark, I know in Denmark specifically they have very high adjustable uh, bed rates, uh, attachment rates. Um, so yeah, it's 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 possible. So we can go from fifteen to ninety. We'll we'll, we'll get there.
0: <laughs> well, and I just recently took a trip to India, as you know, and the adjustable base market there is very underdeveloped. Uh, of course, I've got a bunch of LinkedIn videos up that I did while in India to explore the mattress market there, and it was fascinating because you know, many in a developing nation like that, many people are moving from some sort of a pallet on the floor to their first mattress. And so the, the beds are very firm because body types are used to that. Uh, custom size mattresses drive the entire market, uh, Curlon, our international partners, they have 9,000 mattress sizes that they make. So everything is pretty much cropped and cut and finished and fit in, in a custom fashion. And the model is you come into the store, uh first of all you build the furniture to fit the room because space is at a premium it's very limited and then so when you it's time to get a mattress you go find your firmness find your feel and then the sales associate or somebody from the factory comes out and they measure and then the order is then submitted to the factory and they custom cut it Um, all the foams all the choir which is coconut husk everything is custom finished and so that makes it very tough in an emerging market like that, the buying power is limited, but also you don't have like a standard size adjustable base that you could sell with a standard size mattress. And then on top of that, most of that furniture that's built has storage. So you would have to have an adjustable base that goes on top of a platform bed. So pretty much it would be an adjustable base that adjusts adjusts in length and width as well. And you might be able to tap into that market, but there's one that uh, as buying power increases, and it and it is in India, um, if we could get the mattresses to be a little less firm or perforated in some way so they could bend, there's another big market for you.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and those are exciting markets, right? Like like the market I come from, from Brazil, India, China, where people not only are they. Uh, buying more mattresses they they as you said they've never slept on a mattress before many of them so it's a it's a it's an exciting opportunity for sure
0: well i know you've got an exciting opportunity in front of you with ergo motion and building your team and providing uh, this fresh vision and new direction and uh, gee once again thank you for being here on the sleep summit show thank you for your friendship and best wishes as you start this new adventure
1: thank you thank you mark appreciate your friendship